0: the particulars as to why I was guided there are several sections of scripture tonight other than to expound upon several things the first one being that God can use anybody Amen. and he will and we find biblically how many times he just used normal folks he didn't call the rich and famous that much he didn't call or look for somebody that was wealthy and had heaps of gold and silver and jewels and lived in giant palaces he called normal people and when he called them he charged them
1: yeah.
0: with the Holy Spirit. Tanner's been doing a great job on, and I, I'm just gonna trying to revive. Yeah. Trying to revive. We're you know the Holy Spirit in the church. He he's I mean it's not like we got to give him CPR. He's he's all powerful, but Amen. it's on our end. And I, I don't know. We've had discussions about this as she shared, and. I haven't got it all figured out yet I know we need the power of God we all do we need the stirring we need the empowering which empowering is power but there's an empowering there can be power but maybe it's not an empowerment you're not empowered until you receive the power And I'm talking God power, Holy Spirit power. Amen. The Holy Spirit's not just a name. He's not just a a, a figure, figment of imagination, or or some some neat something way off somewhere. He's among us, Amen. and he's the agent of God, as Jesus said when he ascended, that he was going to send the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, Comforter. And he did, and we. Biblically. Now, the Bible, even though it contains a lot, it's still rather limited as to information. As to historical information that the Holy Spirit activity was so instrumental in in the early church. Now we get a we get a lot we get we get some really wonderful rich things out of the word along the line of of Holy Spirit activity and people being empowered and charged with the Spirit and and the ministry being alive and flowing and just just at the point of I'd say exploding and I think it did explode many times just things started happening Holy Spirit thinks it was just out of control. They couldn't shut it down. They couldn't contain it. But And, you, and sometimes it's hard to understand and realize the amount of, of power and energy that the Holy Spirit contains and is willing to give and to anoint with and to empower with. But there's something on our end that I, I don't know the correct word. I don't know the way, but... What, I'll just use this, we've got to allow. We've got to allow. Now, we're gonna look here, beginning with the third chapter of Acts. And these are just these came to me and I started marking them when they came to me. And and I said, okay, Lord. We're gonna look into the power that you are. And I mean if you really and I ask you to imagine as we go along here. Don't don't just read and think, yeah. No, imagine what's going on as we read these particular verses. Let, let your spiritual imagination come alive and put yourself here on the scene as we go through these particulars. Because this is what happened and this is what can happen with the church and with believers and those that are even though they were nobodies when God selected them and 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 pull them up from whatever they were doing. We know the disciples. We know about, you know, they were out there fishing and doing different things. And and Jesus comes along and, follow me. And he had a following. He had a gathering. Then when he left again, he sent the power to the church. Now, this is a Account here of a, I'll say a little old guy. Word pretty much tells us he was crippled. Been that way a long time. And he made his living, if you can imagine, imagine with me. He made his living, if you can even call it a living, because in this day it really wasn't even a living. If you were crippled and unable to take care of yourself, all you could hope for was a morsel from passersby. And that's how he got his daily substance. Stay alive and whatever they might give him for a little extra. I don't know. The word doesn't really get into all of that. But what it does get into and what it does say to us is God's getting ready to use somebody here that was just some just a somebody, nope, you know, nothing special or nothing great. And let's pick up and read in the verses here in the first ch- uh, verse of chapter three. Bible says. Now, Peter and John, who were Peter and John? Anybody here know who Peter and John were? Disciples, Christ. As I just said, what were they doing before he called them? Fishing, normal activity, right? Making their daily living, Scrape, scraping whatever they could get. <clears throat> says they went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour now picture this there's hustle and bustle in the city the temples in Jerusalem there and there's hustle and bustle probably everywhere a lot of people moving about I don't know if anybody's really paying a whole lot of attention to Peter and John just yet probably not they're just normal folks. They're going up into the temple. It's time to pray, so they're obliging and, and reverencing God and, and they're going up to the temple. Something great's getting ready to happen here by the way. Now there's some things we can pull out of this because they probably, I think I can safely say that Peter and John were just going about the temple prayer and that's all they had on their mind. They were going to go in there and pray, and then I guess go about their business. But verse 2 says, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So here we got this guy. He's been crippled how long? Ever since he's born. born. He's grown. He's been crippled all his life. His means of survival is be placed somewhere in the city. This particular day, he's down around the temple steps doing what he's always done for I don't know how many years. Probably maybe got his hand out or some little vessel that he has there that people that come by chunk him something to keep him alive. Maybe a little bit more. But today's different. He's probably been there multiple, multiple times. Amen. Watching people go up into the temple. Watching the priests come in and out, in and out, day after day, week after week, month after month, for years. I'm seeing this as I'm, I mean, I really am. Who, verse 3 says, who... Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. Okay, He's expecting just to get something, some little something thrown in his bucket or whatever he's got there. He sees these two guys and they're going in so I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us how he gets their attention or whatever. Maybe they walk right by him and he's laying there and he reaches up. It doesn't tell us that. But what it does tell us if something's just getting ready to happen in verse 4 it says, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, uh-huh. so I don't know if that, y'all get with me here.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, you know what's going to bring the Holy Ghost alive back in the church? Talking about the Holy Ghost, yeah.
1: preaching yeah. about Amen. the Holy Ghost, Amen.
0: testifying about the Holy Ghost, Amen. the power now. It's not saying here that the Holy Ghost, it's not in the Scriptures, but He's there, I promise you. He's there because they're anointed. Peter and John are anointed at this time.
1: Yeah, eyes.
0: Jesus has already ascended. The Holy Spirit has come back. So they're going about temple business going in, and this is what it says. Peter, fasting his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Look on us. It's interesting. He's expecting something material. Maybe a a widow's mite or a small coin. Maybe a piece of bread. I don't know. Doesn't say what he's expecting. But what he's getting ready to get is a whole lot more than what he was expecting. Because two people showed up I'm going to tell you, God works in strange ways through people verse 5 says and he gave heed unto them it says it, expecting to receive something of them he had it in his mind they're getting ready to give me at least something to eat or something I can buy something to eat with what he was thinking. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. I don't have any money. I don't have any silver and I don't have any gold. (laughs) Come on! But, such as I have, give I thee. What does Peter have?
1: Well, he's got the
0: power of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. He's got the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. He's got the energy of Almighty God. Amen. How do we know that? Because he's a servant to the Lord Jesus Christ who has been <laughs> baptized in the Spirit and he's in the in, in the work of ministry. And here we find him. This is, a would say, a golden opportunity. Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't really say... Just yet, I think probably most people's just going on and passing by, and Peter and John's here dealing with this guy, and everybody else is going about their business in and out of the temple, not paying a whole lot of attention. But let's go further. He said, "In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk." Amen. How long has this guy been crippled? Hold on. Whole life. Begging for years. A lot of people's passed him by. May chunk him something, but they pass him by. And I as I looked at this, I thought, you know, the poor guy's probably thinking he's gonna be like this forever. His 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 life is just nothing. He he's just expecting it, you know, he's just gonna live it out as long as he can but I'm going to tell you, there's a miracle that come by today and he's getting ready to get a drastic change suddenly. you to see that right here. Continuing in verse 7 he said, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. where does the strength come from? The spirit, the power, the anointing. Not from Peter and John; they didn't have anything. But it's who's in Peter and John. It's that anointing, that that God power about them, that that God gifted ability that He still grants today. Amen. Now, I tried to imagine, but I don't. I, I can't. I just admit I can't get there. What this little guy is thinking about right now. Because something is surging through. By now he's got to know, hey, wow, something is, my my ankles are moving, my legs are working. Uh, And here Peter says, he lifted him up, verse 8 says, and he leaping up, he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. Amen. Hmm. That's excitement stirring. Hmm. How, how many? There's probably mass crowd. Can you imagine? They saw this guy day after day after day after day, again, month after month, year after year, laying and doing what he's done all along, trying to get something to eat, something to stay alive, and all of a sudden they see him jumping and running and, and, and up into the temple he goes. we're still on the theme if you will of God using anybody and using people who probably think that they never could really be used for anything and I'm talking Peter and John now these things happen this incident and there's many others in the book of Acts alone but biblically, there and then those are not even recorded. I mean, we have to know there's a lot of incidents that's not even recorded. Basically, the Bible says that Jesus alone did that. All the books in the world couldn't couldn't hold it all. So, kind of multiply this exponentially of this Holy Spirit uh, anointing people being healed and 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 blessed and and brought back basically to life. This guy was given another chance on life. I mean, he's he's healed now. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. What? Mm -hmm. Verse 9 says. All the people. Whoa. All the people now, now they see something. What does that do? Oh, man. What does a miracle do when other people begin to see? And what does it do? stirs them up. stirs them up. gives them evidence. Something here supernatural has happened. Supernatural things don't happen outside of God. He's the only source. This guy, finishing reading, says in verse 10, And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto them. And as the lame man which was healed, held to Peter and John, oh, he's got a hold of them now. <laughs> you reckon they might be getting a few embraces, a few hugs, man, can you imagine? He, this story alone should stir us to no end. Yeah. If, really, if we really try to visualize and imagine, again, this guy is something that has never been before all of a sudden he's on his feet and he's able to jump and he's able to run and he's able to shout and he's able to praise what's the matter with the church shout and praise right there's a miracle that just took place as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering oh my goodness what's happened now this is just one uh, account I want to share tonight there's a couple more but I want to try to stress now we're a couple thousand years down the road since this But God don't change, right? Amen. The Holy Spirit hasn't went anywhere. He's still on Earth. Amen. I don't know how the searching works or how particular[s] are that He selects this one and that one, but biblically, the Lord chose a lot of folks to do for him and work for him under his power, under his anointing, under the Holy Spirit. If you find another count if you'll go with me over here a little ways. Chapter five, verse twelve. By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Now, it wasn't their hands that did anything, of course. It, again, was the charge of God within them that enabled them to pray for people and over people and continuing in the reading here. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, there's no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. Now, what I'm trying to get to here, where there's spiritual activity, there's a draw. There's, there's, It's, it's like a magnet. The, the the energy's picking up here this, this is after the fact of Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful with the lame man now we're over here and there's many things taking place that's the way God works when people get energized and, and first thing I think you, you got to desire you got to want to be and when they get energized with the Holy Spirit things begin to happen and then more things begin to happen and then more come, and more come. There's multitudes now that are seeking out the apostles. Searching and, and trying to find them because the, the the news is out. News travels fast. Even in this day, it was by word of mouth alone. Amen. They didn't have any billboards or any social media to get the news out instantly, but I want to tell you what it went because there's results happening. Amen. In verse 14 and believers were the more added catch that to the Lord verse 15 in so much that they brought listen to this that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them I'd call that getting people to the Lord getting people under the presence of the Holy Spirit. Getting people to where they can get supernatural things happen in their lives. Verse 16, last verse in this particular passage. There came also a multitude, listen to this, it gets bigger. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. My Bible says, everyone. Yeah. Now, if you can try to imagine the masses here, because this, this gets extensive. I mean, you're talking people coming out of the woodwork <coughs> to this source. And that, that's the, the element of growth of the early church that many were added daily because of the supernatural presence and activities that were taking place. But how did it happen? I mean, really, how did it happen? How did I, how did these two accounts even happen to start with? Let's back way up. What about Peter and John? What about these other apostles here that folks are coming to in groves? What it, what was it in, in them individually alone that ever that they ever arrived at the point of being able to be used by God in this way? What was it? What do you think? being Jesus in the Holy Spirit first—that's priority number one. I'm going to use the term "yielding." They had to yield. They had to, Jesus. They had to agree to follow Jesus. They could have said, "Not interested," but see, there's something in that. When you agree to yield to the Lord and he said follow me, I will make you fishers of men is what he told Peter and Andrew there when he selected them as disciples. But the the supernatural energy and, and events that took place these so far being two or, or many, the first one was one incident there's many incidents in the scriptures where we're looking at right now. They don't tell us how many people other than multitudes, masses. All of them Every one of them. God don't have a limit on how much power he can dish out. As long as people are coming, it's going to keep flowing. And it flows through people. Peter and John were mere people. These apostles were mere people. They weren't any big shots or big iotas or anything of that nature. They were just people that yielded to God. I don't think they really knew the magnitude God was going to use them as when he selected them, when they followed Jesus. Or these others as they begin to join, they probably didn't have any idea what God was going to do with it. And neither would do we. But if we just yield. If we yield in a particular church service. Just yield. Use me, Lord. Let me be the one. Not that I can be prideful or arrogant, but I can just satisfy you and please you by saying yes, God. I'm just a plain person. I don't have a degree. Might not even finish school. I don't know about Peter. Of course, this a long time ago. But God will take anybody and use them in magnificent ways and means. So this is what we're looking at right here. And that hasn't changed. He'll do the same thing today, but people have to yield and and allow God. And I'll say it this way. The longer it goes, the better it gets. Now, ministry is never to draw glory to oneself. And they had to be careful about that. There's other scriptures that speak of that you know try to be praised and they, they readily die nah, uh, don't be praising us give God the glory and that, that's key but think of think of the joy that one can behold to be used in this way Amen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. think of well, back up and think of the joy of one being used to witness to somebody that gives their life to Jesus mm-hmm. what about that but we can't sit dormant and do nothing and expect somebody else to do everything and, and all these wonderful supernatural acts of God are just going to fall out of the sky. No, it takes people. It takes people willing, people willing to yield themselves. I'd say hungry. Uh, there's a lot involved here. And that that's a whole other thing of itself. But, but as we... Look at these, that's something that I I identified, and I I didn't have a lot of time with this, because i like I said, I just got the scripture shortly before coming to church. But I sense that there's a lot in what the the Word's trying to say to us here. Now it, it looks like, okay, this is a neat little movie to watch and say, boy, isn't that great, and clap and go home. But that's not what this is. It's not something to entertain people. This is the magnitude of the power of God working on earth by through the hands or or through the lives of individual people.
1: Yeah, and it
0: can be the same is the same like today. Mm-hmm. And never limit yourself. Tell God, God, I'll yield. You, you want to use me, Lord, here I am. I'll follow you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, do with me what you want to. Be get ready, because if, if you give him full release and full permission and you fully yield to the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. He's gonna show, He's gonna use you.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Think of it. Can you imagine being one of them, Brother Jim? Amen. John, or Peter, the one that was instrumental in this little guy jumping up and being healed the rest of his life, living a, a life that he never thought he would live. And you're the one because you yield to God and he energizes you and the Holy Spirit anoints you with this great supernatural ability. Isn't it, wouldn't that be a joy to be used in that way? Amen. Absolutely. Alright, go to uh, chapter 6, verse 5, saying in Acts. Now, what's happening here, this is actually when uh, deacons were first appointed in the church, but I want to draw out of this account. Uh, there was some complaining that went on by people around the, the disciples, apostles at that time, because the widows weren't being ministered to like they thought they should have been, right. well, they said, "Okay, but we gotta we gotta stay in prayer and we've gotta really stay on course here to spread the gospel, so we need some help. We need some help." So they, we'll see here. They called them out some guys. We're gonna read about it right here. Let's start with verse four, chapter six. We'll start with three. Look at three. It explains it a little better. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business of tending to the widows. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Okay, verse 5. I want you to notice something. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Procurus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. What did they do? Yeah. They laid their What did that signify? What did that do? You know what it is in this instance? A transfer of power. It's a transfer of supernatural anointing power off of the... the the disciples or the apostles on to these. Who were these guys? Who were these seven? Does anybody know them? Were they popular? The Bible doesn't say anything about them being popular. How did they get selected? Well, the apostles selected them. Well, what did they have to do? They had to be interested, right? I don't think we've ever lived in a time, and I know I hadn't lived a long time, comparatively speaking, where there's any great lack, greater lack of interest that's ever been, as mm-hmm. far as the church, ministry work, affecting other people from God, being making a difference in other people's. That's what it's all about, making a difference in other people's lives, leading them to the Lord, and and the great awesome miracles that we're reading about here and many more also that we don't have time to read about old testament and new that are just awesome some of them are shaking now i was reading the verse the other day said uh, uh elijah was a man just like we are that's what the bible says elijah was a man just like we are i think it was in james but he prayed and it didn't rain for three and a half years That's a long time. Because of his prayer, it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then it says he prayed again and it rained. Wow. Imagine that. Do we take take too lightly what God's given us? Amen. Do, Do we not let our faith really work like God would like for it to? See, it's faith that brings this to be. Faith brings this to being. It brings it into existence where the power of God can work, where people can be changed, I mean, to the miraculous degree. But it takes people that, again, are yielding, interested, in saying, yes, God used me. Here I am. That's what it takes. Now, remember what? There's a name in there I want you to remember in verse 5. It's Philip. Who's Philip? Well, Philip's just Philip. He's a he's a deacon. Now, in this day, deacons were not deacons. They were assigned a minimal task. That's been greatly taken completely out of context this day and time. In chapter 8, now, a little bit of time has transpired here. I don't think a whole lot, not a lot, but some. Now, what was Philip doing back over there in 6-5? In chapter 6, verse 5, where we were just at, what was Philip, what was he appointed to do? Wait on the widow. Take care of them. Okay. Chapter 8, verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. What's happened? He went from waiting on the widows. He's preaching now. What's going on here? See, when when you allow God to use you and, and God's faithful in that, he will also elevate you to other things. When you're faithful to what you're doing, and it may be something seemingly very small, it may not be something dynamic, but the key is just offer yourself to God and let Him do the rest. And don't get any kind of wild expectations that you're gonna be something great. Just be humble, and I, I see that in these, Amen. a complete humility, every one of these, are just, God, you get the glory, I'm just an instrument, and that's the way it should be. We're just in, I'm just an instrument. That's all. I'm just an instrument walking around in a human body, serving God as pastor of this church. He gets all the glory. I don't want any glory. God gets the glory. And when He gets the glory, and things begin to happen under His auspice or His anointed power. Biblically, it generates and continues to grow and sometimes by, again, exponential proportions very quickly. Now, what's happened? Compare these accounts and again, I'm not everywhere and I don't know what goes on in other places, but what I'm gathering just by observation and hearing and I admit that my observations aren't extensive, but where has this gone? Mm-hmm. Where, where is what we are talking about? Where is it gone? What's happened to it? anybody want to respond to that? What you thought?
1: It can get shortchanged.
0: That, that, say little
1: son, well, in a big way. Needs. That's
0: that. That's a that's a good word because I thank God gets shortchanged a lot. Mm-hmm. He tries to give and nobody accepts or wants or is interested.
1: <laughs>
0: but, yeah. uh, but through this 2,000 years, and, and there's been uh, Brother Tanner's talking about uh, Azusa. Azusa Street in Los Angeles. The, the great revival that started out there from just, what, how many of you said just the very few people got together? But they were hungry, right? They got hungry. They wanted they, they knew there was more and i think they started off just praying didn't they just having prayer meetings right. and then from there it, it began to explode and supernatural things started happening how long did you say it went on seven years seven years continuous yeah. with and there was I, I think you might have mentioned it. that i don't remember there were multiple multiple healings took place in that revival there was all kinds of supernatural things happening God ordained and anointed in that revival, and and there's been many since. And I, I'm not saying that there's not any, but it seems like the 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 activity has shrunk in comparison, even from a few years ago. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, uh, Tanner and I've talked about. He was a uh, he was a plumber. Had a plumbing business in uh, London, I believe, London, England, in the early 1900s. And I don't remember, I read a book actually about him, but I, actually his wife, I believe, got saved first. And she got filled with the Holy Ghost first, and he got mad. Because <laughs> she got filled before he did. Anyway, uh, he became, now, he became a world-renowned minister. Plucked out of a plumbing business. Guy that was hungry for the Lord, wanted more of God, wanted this Holy Spirit, because he sees Wi-Fi. You know, that happened to me too. <laughs> Judy got it before I did. But anyway, we both, you know, the, the, the anointing that comes with it, and, and the anointing is for service. The anointing is for ministry. The anointing is to see other people blessed, saved, healed, delivered, set free, loosed, all kinds of things. Uh, notice in the passage we read a while ago where unclean spirits were now that's some powerful anointing right there when the unclean spirits and demons leave out because they can't stand the power they can't stand the presence of God They, they, they can't, they gotta go now this is a whole lot more than what we can even imagine because this is intense stuff when that begins to happen and, and I'm thinking of, I don't know how many of the Bible didn't tell us, but again, it just lit, it's list as multitudes. Every one of them were either healed or delivered or or received freedom from bondage. Every one of them. That's a massive amount of power, anointed, Holy Spirit power present. Man, I, I find myself, wish oh, I wish we could just see something like that. wish we could experience that just... See the church come alive again, with, where people could yeah. be driving down the highway, and because they just they got to turn in because they can't help, they can't keep from it, and be re, and be healed and saved and all kinds of things. And it starts again. I want to back up. It starts with people willing and yielding themselves as instruments, not knowing what's going to happen, not giving a forecast that okay this 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 they don't know. That's called stepping out on faith. We can do the same thing. Again, I said it a while ago, Lord, if you want to use me, then use me, God. I've got the faith. I'm exercising my faith. I'm going to step out on that faith. I'm going to say, God, use me how you want to use me. And I've, I've been around too long. Not to know any otherwise. He will use you if you want to. If you want to be used. Okay. back to Philip in verse 8 verse 6 and the people, listen to this and the people with one accord the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, what was Philip doing a little while ago, taking care of widows, basically carrying them food and necessities, that's all they did He honored that, and I'd like to think that he fulfilled that. He was obedient to God, and he fulfilled what it was that he was doing in serving the widows there, and God advanced. Look where he's at now. Look what he's doing now. He's down to this city preaching revival. And by all indication, a big revival. People are coming. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? Amen. Oh, yes. If people were so charged up that they couldn't miss a service, because they're afraid they'd miss something, I'm saying, where's it gone? What's happened? We got we got to face the facts. You know, where's the interest? There's got to be interest. You got to be interested in God first, in willing and yielding. Okay.
1: Nobody
0: It's <laughs> a lot of it. I mean, they—we're we're getting answers, and there does have to be a hunger. I, can you imagine these people? I mean, I, I don't know what you'd call it—paula beyond hunger. Like, hey, there's there's a guy over here, and he's preaching, and all these things are happening as he preaches. We got to go. We got to be there. Now, previously we read where it said they came out of other cities and towns. How far did it? Away was it? How long did it take them to get there? I think the lemon didn't matter how far it was. Amen. It didn't matter how far it was. It didn't matter how hard it was to get there. It didn't matter because their air conditioner didn't work. It didn't matter because the pews weren't soft enough. All kinds of comforts coming to the... When, when we really begin to consider this, when I ask what's happened, there's a lot of things that have happened that has not been so good. And I'm not saying comfortable things are are wrong, not at all. But there's got to be a hunger and an energy for God for the church to survive and continue in the way that God wants it to. Because it's about drawing other people. It's about seeing other people touched. Seeing other people saved. Seeing them healed. Seeing them delivered. That's the ministry of God, right? Amen. That's when things happen, when that ministry is being fulfilled. And then more things will happen. This is biblical evidence. We've got it right here. The more you do, the more comes. The more you do, the more comes. The more people come. The more that gets the news, the more that's got a bit, the more they respond. They respond to the draw of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. We'll go. Can you read it? Verse 7 says. Here we go again. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. Same power, same healing power, same demon driving ability. And there was great joy in that city. Can you imagine? The whole city full of joy because of what's going on, because this guy come from helping widows and now he showed up and he was preaching and they went and listened to him and while they listening to him, something called faith happened and man, people started coming everywhere from every direction and all these supernatural things started taking place and it ain't ended. It's still full revival. Mm. I feel, feel goosebumps. Mm. Now, the book of Acts contains multiple accounts, and I, these were the ones I, I was given, and, and again it's not just to spread a story tonight, or paint a neat little fairy tale. The, I, I can't stress enough the the content here, the, the spiritual atmosphere that was present during these accounts and many more the Bible's full of them. Uh, the incident with Philip here where we're at now he's preaching revival and I want to bring this out because he's went from widow tender to evangelist Which is a huge advancement. Again, we've got to be careful of desiring advancements of our own selves. God advanced Philip because he was faithful in his service. His menial service. That's what God looks at. And, And all of a sudden, he's in a city, he's on a platform, and he's preaching to multitudes of people, and things are happening. There's revival going on. Now I want to show you something else here. During the middle of the revival, I mean those people. Well, let me read you a verse here. They were praying for people. Verse fifteen talks about it. Who, when they were come down, this is people did come into the revival that Philip's preaching and who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost for as yet he was fallen upon none of them only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Praise God. This is in the revival. It's going on. Now look at verse 26 And the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying arise and go toward the south and to the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is a desert. Say, what? I got revival going on. Man, there's things happening, there's multitudes of people coming. You, you see here what all of a sudden he, he says, you need to go down to the desert. Leave the revival and go down the desert. Now there's something in that I'll explain here in just a minute. Verse 27 says, He arose and went. I see no hesitation in that. He arose and he went. Because why? The angel of the Lord told him to. And behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, Queen of Ethiopia, who had come, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for the worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading his ass the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go there and join thyself to this chariot. Okay, he went to the desert. Now here he's got a, a potential candidate out here to receive something from the Lord. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand thou what you read? Then he said, How can I? Except somebody, hmm. except somebody
1: guide
0: me. How can I accept somebody guide me? How can they accept somebody guide them? How can people come except somebody guide them? How can anybody be interested unless somebody guide them or draw them or invite them? Whatever. This is what happened. Finish up here, right on, right on time. And he said, How can I accept man, some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture where he read was he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. He's talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's reading about Jesus and guess who shows up? The revival preacher, out in the middle of the desert. The Why did Philip leave the revival and go to the desert?
1: Because
0: he's, to. he's told to. I think somebody said it here a while back, missing something because when we get that unction, what I call them, that we need to do something and we don't, what have we missed?
1: What? We'll
0: never know a lot of times. We'll never know what somebody else missed either because mm, right. we didn't yield. For whatever reason. Maybe this wasn't interesting. Maybe we don't want to don't want to yield. But see, it makes all the difference. And that's what it's what I got out of this. You know, these accounts are awesome. But backing way up, it's gotta start with somebody. These case normal people. Normal people. Bible doesn't give us a lot of information about it, but I want to close right there because it is closing time. But a um, few thoughts here as we close. Anybody got a comment or question?
1: You know, we got to come to a place, and we got to want and desire to uh, to let the Holy Ghost work. I mean, it's like that unction you're talking about. We cripple the Holy Ghost by not doing nothing. And we put it in the Holy Ghost's hand when we do something. I mean, if nothing happens, you still leave it in God's hand. I mean, if something does happen, you you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We've got to come to a place where we desire to uh, let the Holy Spirit use will give us what he has, and that's the gift of the Spirit. Exactly. Amen. A few chapters back, when the the upper room, when they all started speaking in tongues, Mm -hmm. just a few chapters after that, when people, the apostles started going out, and these healings started happening, how many gifts of the Spirit went out that day, or the following days, how many gifts of the Spirit went out into the
0: you know, the public. Yeah, well, it says there's 3,000 people added to church that day. Mm-hmm. Because why? Somebody's wanting to sign their name on a piece of paper for membership? No, because these people saw what was happening. Amen. And they wanted it. But it takes a catalyst, so to speak, to start something, and the catalyst are people. Over and over again, biblically, over the no, Old Testament through New Testament. God uses people to see his will accomplish and to see things done. And then he releases his supernatural power, anointing, and, and the very things that the few accounts that we've looked at tonight that are to be beyond amazing. Amen. Well, by the time it's having that one in California, wasn't it having one in Mississippi? Could have been, Jim. I don't know. Right. Uh, in, in a year. That might have been a year yeah. or something. I know, uh, speaking of Smith uh in London, uh, I believe it was London, if it wasn't it was another large city there, uh, the whole town shut down. Every business shut down to go to a revival. There was nothing turning because people, like I said, something's happening and we ain't going to miss it. Was that was that London? I believe it was London, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, actually a lot of places that, that yeah. Yeah. They
0: they shut, the town. Shut, shut the town down. Can, can you imagine? Okay, Tisha go shut her down. The preacher, Chuck. Can you imagine this
1: day and time? They'd
0: look at you like you're crazier than any. You know. Well, I did know that man's name in
1: Mississippi, but I can't call it right now. I mean,
0: you're probably right there. And there was a, from that point on, of course, it it began to grow. Just like we've been talking, revival started happening. The supernatural things took started taking place around. I guess the world, actually especially here in the United States. Uh, that's that's what I've been given tonight. I mean, that's each of you take it and you dwell on it and you do with what you have. Yeah, um, I think that when,
1: like you said, you get that unction,
0: that when we don't go with it and don't trust God instead sort of trying to trust
1: ourselves, mm-hmm. And putting ourselves out there, each time it gets easier to not pay attention to that function until mm, finally I believe you you're are not you're not hearing it. You're kind of numb to it then Yes, enough.
0: and you're just like, oh, it's just me, it's just yeah. me, and what? then you
1: doubt yourself. But if you go with it, each time you go, it's a, it's a step forward to be being more bold in mm-hmm. the spirit mm-hmm. and to let God let God take over and move yourself aside and let Him and let Him use you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's good. I I think in the final comment, this is me. I I believe that time has a great deal to do with what we're talking about. People don't want to give their time to the Lord because they've got to bend it all up somewhere else doing something else. And when God calls you, He's gonna take your time. If you give yourself, He's gonna take your time. But it's a it's a joyous. I mean, it's so. There you go. What you do with it is, is yours. But uh, bring it, Lord. Amen. Would you stand? I need prayer. Okay. Garvin, did you dismiss us?
1: Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just love you and praise you and thank you. Father, help us work to sink down this shore, Father God. Help us to understand what was said and know the Lord, Father God. Father, I just ask you to bless each and every one that's here, Lord. Lift them up, encourage them, strengthen them. go with them, Lord, throughout.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.